Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thank you very much for joining us for a study of God's prophetic word. The Bible tells us there are events that will unfold just prior to the return of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. One of those things that will happen is the nations that surround the city of Jerusalem. And by the way, Jerusalem is the center of the earth. That's Ezekiel chapter 5 and verse 5. These nations will align themselves in the last days to come against the Jewish state of Israel. Alignment of the Nations, that's the name of a CD that we have available. And you can listen to the introduction to this study of the nations and how they align themselves. What about the nations mentioned in God's Word? Who are they today? Well, that's what we're going to study on Alignment of the Nations. It's a five-hour study, an audio study on CD available to you. May I invite you right now to take a moment and let's begin our study of Alignment of the Nations. But what about the nations of the world? The origination of nations comes out of the command that God gave to Noah. Look at that command again, Genesis chapter 9, verse 1. And God blessed Noah and his sons, and he said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth. Now there's the command. Genesis chapter 10 is a record of him following through on the command. Look what it says, verse 1 of chapter 10. Now these are the generations of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Jebeth, and unto them were sons born after the flood. And it continues to carry us through what's going to go on. I want you to notice something. Ham, chapter 10, verse 6, and the sons of Ham were Cush. Now look down here in verse 8. And Cush begot Nimrod, and he became a mighty one in the earth, and he was a mighty hunter before the Lord, verse 10, and the beginning of his kingdom was Babel. Now notice something else here. The beginning of his kingdom was Babel in the land of Shinar, that's modern-day Iraq, Babel, Babylon, located on the river Euphrates, which is, you know, the river Euphrates comes out of Russia, comes down through Turkey, enters into Syria, goes then into Iraq, and the Tigris River comes out of the same location, on the opposite side of the state of Iraq, they come together. They flow about 60 miles north of where they flow into the uh, Persian Gulf. And about 60 miles up north from where these two rivers come together, the Tigris and the Euphrates, you have Babel, or Babylon, modern-day Babylon, which is alive and well on planet Earth today. It starts here in chapter 11. The command was to go, be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth. Now look what happens. And... Verse 10 again of chapter 10, the beginning of his kingdom, of Nimrod's kingdom was Babel. Chapter 11 is a record of what takes place. And the whole earth was of one language. By the way, I believe that language was Hebrew. And I'm not being facetious when I say that. I do believe we will speak Hebrew. Because Hebrew was given by God to the Jewish people to bless God. He said when they come back into the land, uh, Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 23, when you come back in the land, I will restore your language so you can bless me. It says in Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 9, I will give you a pure language, a language that you can use to bless me with. They were speaking one language at this time. Chapter 11, verse 1, And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech, and it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, modern-day Iraq, and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone, and they had slime for mortar. And they said, go to, let us build us a city and a tower, 
whose top may reach into heaven, and let us make us a name, lest we be scattered upon the face of the whole earth. Now, what had God said to the children of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Jephthah? Be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth. And what did Ham's son, Cush's son, do? He went forth to a place called Babel, and he started to build a great city. He said, lest we be scattered upon the face of the earth, let us build us a great city here. And we're going to put up a tower to our greatness, a monument. When I was born again in Miami, Florida, December 23, 1951, I was 11 years old. And at that point in time, I was taught in Sunday school by a Sunday school teacher who told me that the problem with the Tower of Babel was that God was afraid that they were going to build a tower reaching all the way into heaven, and that way they could get to heaven without coming to the way God wanted them to come. And I bought into that. But now as I think about that, I'm not sure. You know, I don't think God was in heaven having an anxiety attack. Oh, Jesus, come here, look at that building a tower all the way up here. What are we going to do, man? You know, I don't think he was really uptight about that. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do, Holy Spirit. Look at that, they're going to come up here and get us. No, that's not what God was uptight about. You know what God was uptight about? God told them to be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth. And they said, no way, man. We're going to Babel. We're going to build us a great city. We're going to put up a monument to our greatness. And we're not going to be scattered upon the face of the earth. And so there must be Baptists in heaven because God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit had a little committee meeting. And, uh, I mean, they're Baptists. See, from the very beginning, you had Baptists. Verse 5, And the Lord God came down to the city and the tower which the children of men built. Verse 6 of chapter 11. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have one language. And this they begin to do, and nothing, nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Look at what God says now. By the way, this is a proof of the Trinity. Look at verse 7. Go to, let us go down there and confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech, so the Lord scattered them. Hey, I would have loved to have been there at that time, man. You know, there's some things I wanted, would have loved to have done. and Been on the scene. I'm a journalist in the state of Israel. I would have loved to have been a journalist that day. Here you're watching old Nimrod out there, the foreman of this job. You know, they're trying to build this tower, and Nimrod, hey, get that brick over here, man. Come on, move that slime over there. Let's move it over here quickly. And let's move it down. And all of a sudden, God comes down, and he starts to confine that language. And so Nimrod, hey, get those little over there. And the guy said, what did he say? I don't know. One guy walks up and says, que pasa, baby? <laughs> Another one says, Boker tov, or tov, you know, or guten morgen, which is German, you know. I think it is, or something. <laughs> and you know, all these, everybody's walking around. Nobody knows anything. They can't understand what Nimrod is screaming and yelling. He's going out of his tree over here, speaking in some kind of weird thing. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Here's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit over here. <laughs> Having a bowl watching what's happening. I mean, they are just blown away. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, I knew it worked. <laughs> I mean, it must have been funny having all these people walking around weirdly like that, looking at each other, talking strange. The command was to go forth. <laughs> the contest was between Nimrod and God. And guess who won the contest? Sure wasn't Nimrod. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord, but he lost this one, hands down. And so there's confusion going on. And all these people are confused. They don't know what to say or can't get it together to say anything to somebody else. 
what does God do? Look what it does. Look at verse 8. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth that they left off to build the city. When they were disobedient to God, God institutes obedience his own way. Happens every day in my life like that. Then look at verse, 34, uh, verse 9. Therefore is the name of it called Babel, because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth, and from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth. You know when that took place? Go back to Genesis chapter 10. Look at verse 25. This is one of the grandsons of Shem, who would have been a great-great-grandson of Noah. And he had a son, Shem had a son named Eber. Eber was born and had two sons, and the name of one was Peleg. For in his days was the earth divided. There's a Hebrew word, palag, P-A-L-A-G, which means division by language. And when this man came into existence, this son of Eber, a grandson of Shem, a great-grandson of Noah, God divided the world into the language groups. You see, that's nations. I've noticed something. I'm not real smart, but I have been able to observe a couple of things. You know what I've noticed? Most German-speaking people live in Germany. Most French-speaking people live in France. Most Russians people, people, you get the point? God didn't say, I'm going to set the nations up by drawing a line in the sand. God said, I'm going to take language groups. I'm going to divide. This is how he organized. One of the great indicators that Jesus Christ is about to return to the earth, his second coming, would be the alignment of the nations and how they come into focus as they form coalitions to come against the Jewish state of Israel. You've had opportunity to listen to the introduction to this study of alignment of the nations. By the way, the entire five-hour audio series is available on CD. It's entitled Alignment of the Nations. You can go to our website and order it, www.prophecytoday.com, or you can call our toll-free number. That is 8-PROPHECY-8. It's a toll-free number from across America, 877-674-3298. You need to understand how the nations of the world in the end times will align themselves against the Jewish state of Israel. By the way, my friend, that is exactly what is happening right now, evidence of the soon coming of Jesus Christ. And remember, before he steps back on the earth, seven years prior to that, the rapture of the church. And the rapture of the church could actually take place at any moment. And having said that, nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until... 